Welcome to another episode of the Knucklehead Chronicles Podcast. This podcast was designed to let you know that you aren't the only one that took forever to get it together. So the rabbit hole that you have stumbled down will hopefully help you understand that just when you think it's over, it's only the beginning. Just because you were dealt a bad hand doesn't mean you have to keep it. Welcome to the Knucklehead Chronicles Podcast. Hey, what's going on, man? Happy uh, today, Saturday, actually. <laughs> Happy Saturday, man. Um, th- this episode today is uh, will be a little somber uh, today because I tell you, I don't know what's in the water these days, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of I've experienced or know of people who have experienced uh, passings of loved ones uh, quite recently. I mean, it's, it's been like, it's like an epidemic that's going on. And man, I just don't know. I think this episode today really needs to be about, you know, being thankful for what you have and loving yourself in the moment and not letting uh, life get in the way, you know, because you know we're, we're, we're people, you know we're here one day and going the next. I mean, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is it. Nothing is etched in stone, you know. Um, and I gotta tell you, I mean, if I could be honest with you, um, you know, for a long time there, I was kind of, I was really, because I'm older. I mean, I'm, I'm not the oldest, but I'm, I'm definitely older. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm here for my five-year-old son. And, you know, I got some stuff that I'm, I, I got to work through. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm just like, I want to be around and healthy for him. And, you know, the struggle sometimes can be all the way real. You know, it can be all the way real. And <laughs> I don't know. But. You know, to shout out a, a few folks, families, because the, the folks that I'm going to I'm talk about, they are no longer with us. Um, uh, I think I, on, the, on the Knucklehead Chronicles podcast edition, I mean, uh, the panel edition, you know, this, the other Sunday, I shouted out my friend, uh, Myra Johnson, um, who I started following I started following her on Twitter, oh, God, many moons ago. This is back in 2011. Maybe ten. I can't even. It's been that long, and uh, I follow her over to Facebook, and you know she was was in a in a uh, Facebook group together, and the, and the Facebook group got was really tight, and you know and we call each other, you know, make sure everybody was okay and all that, and uh, so it, I felt like you know it was like family, you know, and and she. Made a couple of moves throughout her lifetime, you know, uh, just to being on Facebook, and so I just followed her on her moves, and everything was good, and you know all of that. Next thing you know, you know, she gone. I wake up one morning, um, one of our friend, one of our mutuals, had put up, had put up a post about her passing, and I was like, I just talked to this girl. You know what I'm saying? Like on on Facebook, of course, because she had a procedure done, um, but the procedure wasn't going 
the way it was planned. It, it was she definitely had some complications uh, to uh, the procedure, and so you know, reading back through her Facebook, you know, days before her passing, I mean, she was really, really in pain. Um, a lot of things she had swelling in places. She would she complained to her doctors. The doctors didn't do anything. Didn't think it was serious enough. Um, and so, eventually, you know, one morning she woke up. <clears throat> what she doing? One morning she laid down. In her last post on Facebook, uh, was kind of daunting, and uh, she went to uh, Facebook and said. Uh, on her post, the first and, and the first part of this post was just, you know, oh God, it was just the blood curdling. She was, she was, it said, it said, before I close my eyes, would anybody give me some prednisone? That was her post. That's it. That was the post. And, and but the part where it said, uh, before I close my before I close my eyes, that was. Reading that, <clears throat> excuse me, in the wake of her passing, that was that was really hard to read. Um, I still, I still, I'm, and and you figure, you know, these are the people you meet on social media. You know, you never met them face to face. I've never met Myra face to face. I had I had maybe two conversations with her because I was trying to hook her up with one of my friends back home, and uh, so I hooked him up, and so I talked to her, I talked to him, and you know, it just didn't work out. Um. But anyways, you know, for somebody that you really don't know to that to let it to for it to affect me the way that it did, it was kind of like, hmm, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? But she was a friend, and when she passed away, it hurt. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, really? You know? And uh, so shout out to the Johnsons. Um, Myra, you Myra, you'll be missed. She had many, 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 many nicknames. I mean, she, Coco, that was one of the main ones that she used. Uh, with Jules, you missed. And I pray that you, you know, have found solace and peace in your travels. Right? And then I hear of a passing of a classmate. Uh, my classmate's brother, actually, uh, passed away. And that was... Uh, had to be hard, and and the reason why that one hit me a little bit hard because I knew this guy, and a booger, and I went to school with his sister. I mean, so it was definitely uh, hard. It was, de- man, it was definitely hard to wrap my mind around uh, the passing of booger because booger was just he was one of those dudes who was just in the in the community doing things, being the big brother, the father, the whatever, the uncle, the, the awesome of these kids and. You know, it's what I mean. The 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 way these pat these deaths are pat are happening. It's scary. You know, and I got to be honest with you guys. Like I told you earlier, um, I'm. You know, there were there were times over the past six or so months where I had a little bit of anxiety and was like, I I don't want to go to sleep. You know, it's like I don't. You know, I feel like I'm not gonna wake up one morning. I mean, and then you, you think about it, it's like, okay, well. You know, if I don't wake up, then what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and it, and it puts you, it makes you think, it makes you question just about everything. You're like, okay, well, 
you know, if I if I close my eyes and I die, you know, is there heaven and hell? Um, do I feel this way? Do I feel anything? Do I see anything? Do I even know? It, you know, it makes you, it, well, not you, I, I won't say you, it, but it made me like, oh my God, like, what is this end of life thing all about? Like, what is this, you know, I don't know, you know, and um, I was just thinking about that, you know, for, for, for about six months though, I, I had a little bit of anxiety to where I was afraid to go to sleep. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go back to sleep, you know? And those of you guys know, I do suffer. I do have a little, uh, some health issues. I am diabetic. I do sleep with a CPAP machine. Uh, so there, there, I have uh, determining factors. You know, what I'm saying so. It's really there's a reason why I'm uh, I'm afraid. And it's like, man, how do I, you know, how do I do, you know, how do I do that, you know? But uh, regardless of whether you believe in God, whether you do don't, or Whatever you feel like, whatever whatever you feel that happens after your passing is totally up to you. I mean, that, that's something that is totally up to you. Um, you know, and and dealing with death is, is crazy. You know, my my wife, uh, her father is sick, uh, and she is up there. She is in Illinois every other. You know, every other month, you know, making sure he's doing good and, you know, making sure he's taking his medication and, you know, because I remember when that journey first started for her, uh, she, you know, the first call she got was, oh, my God, he's he's this way, that way, you need to get here, you know. So she takes off, it's a six-hour drive from where we live to uh, Illinois, and she, without hesitation, um, because, we you know, nothing is guaranteed, you know. So that's my message. I mean, this podcast won't be long today. It's just, you know, that's my message to people is to take every day for what it is. Nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. You're not gonna, you're not guaranteed to get up and walk this earth. You know. And that's what and, and that's what is the um the, the the gratitude part for me comes in because I'm thankful every time I open my eyes up and every time that, you know, God allows me to open my eyes. Uh, it's a blessing. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to see my son again. I'm grateful to see my wife again. I get, you know, I, I, this morning I got up and, and this happened just recently. Like I woke up this morning and I was so happy to see her face. You know, I just got up and, you know, went on to the other side of the bed and gave her a hug, you know. And my son, he's still sleeping, which is good. <laughs> little boy, excuse me, little tornado boy, I tell you. Um, but I, I'm grateful to be walking this earth. I'm grateful. And I will, I will say, you know, whatever power that you pray to, whether it be Allah, whether it be nobody, whether it be whatever, whatever you... You know, if you if you pray, whatever power that you pray to, be grateful that you that you're able. You know, the ancestors or whatever, whoever we uh, are doing. I know a lot of people that don't really serve God. I really believe in God like that, and that, that I roll with, um, and I appreciate y'all. Um, but most importantly, though, before I get out of here today, is if you have a beef 
in art, a struggle with anybody that you in your family, that you roll with, that you care about, whatever. If you have a beef with somebody, do me a favor. Grill that up and eat it. Because look, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is nothing. And in this place of uh, in, in this in this place of uncertainty and not knowing what life is, uh, uh, can happen or whatever, in this place of uncertainty, we have got to be in a place to where I'm free and clear. My spirit is free and clear. If you know you got to be with somebody, because you know you know you can't enter the you know even if you if you are a, a believer, right? And the Bible says you know. You, you got to get into heaven, right? So if you call yourself a believer and you have an art with somebody and you um, and you leave here with that art still in your spirit, guess where you go? Because you don't go to heaven, that's for sure. I, I don't think God's going to allow beefs on the west side of heaven. I just don't believe that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't believe that God is going to allow cockfighting, you know, in heaven. I just I don't believe that either. So if you, if you have an art with somebody... It's really important that you go ahead and grill that up and eat it. Um, to the ones, to the people that have problems with their parents, mothers, fathers, regardless of these, whether or not they were in your life, not in your life, were were sons of bitches when they was walking the planet, whatever. You know, what I'm saying your job is to forgive them at the end of the day because you just you don't know how this is going to end. Right, you don't know how this is going to end. You don't know. Um, the Bible says, "No man knoweth when the, the time of the day." You know, if you are mad at your mother, and I was that guy. I was speaking on that first because I was that guy that was mad at his mom because my mom uh, went to the grave with who was my bio dad. Not that it really. I mean, it matters. Because you guys know I'm on a DNA journey. I, I did a uh, ancestry DNA, uh, and it doesn't. It, this is not going to make or break my life, but it's, it's one of those things I just want to know. Like, why didn't this person take care of me? Why did this person didn't love me? Even though another man stepped up and took his spot, why didn't he do it? You know, and so that's what one of those things that bothered me, but. I w- that was one of those people that I had a art with my mom. I had a beef with my mama. You know, like, uh, like, mama, why you didn't, you know, why you didn't tell me? Like, who? Like, why? Like, what were you doing? You, you really can't, you you can't really, I couldn't really blame her, but I did. Or at least I tried to, right? It didn't make any sense, but I still tried to. And so, um, but what happens is that we take these arts and beefs with us and carry them and hold them around and hold grudges and you know, and then when my mother passed away in in uh, two thousand and seven, I still had this beef on my soul. I was still mad, at my mom, low key. But I tell you, the day that I let it all go, um, and I tell you, I think guys, if you guys have listened to the origin, you've heard this story. Well, I'll tell it again. Um, the day, the the week before, well, the day before, um, um, she was at she was in the hospital. She had got sick, 
and um, my brother had called me and told me to come up. This, you know, the doctor's kind of saying, this is what it is. Uh, you really should come and see mom. That's okay. And so I went up there, and to see my mom on a, on a she went on the ventilator, but they, yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. She went on the ventilator, but she wasn't breathing on her own. And it was hard, you know, at the least, it was hard to see her like that, incapacitated, unconscious, you know. She never regained consciousness, by the way, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me. And so uh, I was in the room with her, holding her hand, and in that moment, and then in that final moment with my mother, um, I told her that I was mad with her, but in the same breath told her that I forgive her. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, she's good. You know, she's going to come home and I was going to get a chance to take her to dinner or something, you know, and it, and it just didn't work out that way. And she, she passed away the next morning. You know, I could not, you cannot, you know, Take that with you. That's that's a level of guilt you just can't. You know that's something. Sometimes you just can't fathom. You know in your brain. So it's important. This 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 whole death thing. This 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 is important. I mean, to clear nothing if nothing else. To clear your conscience, and for you to be good because you know, especially when it comes to forgiveness, because forgiveness ain't about you. Sorry about that. I was taking my phone. My wife texts me. I love her daily. But <laughs> um, but forgiveness isn't is about them. It's it's not about them. It's for you. It's for you. Forgive them. There's so many people I'm watching. You know, me and the family was watching. Me and and uh, Melissa and Zariah were watching. Uh, Beyond Scared Straight yesterday. It was just a show. You know, with these troubled kids and things this nature, and these, you know, and he go on these stairs. If you don't know what Beyond Scare Straight is, I need for you to get off one of that rock you're living under. Um, but anyway, and, and you watch these stories of these children who are angry, who turn into angry adults, <laughs> you know, and they're, you know, there was a story of one young lady who, um, she was a daddy's girl. She was a daddy's girl, and but she ended up in prison because she was writing bad checks and things of this nature. She said that her daddy was so upset that it sent him into cardiac arrest, right? And now she has to live with that guilt every single day, right? We, we shouldn't have to live with that kind of guilt every single day. That's, that's something we shouldn't have to, to do. Wash your hands of it. You know, my daughter, you know, Zariah, I pray for her every single day because she's mad with her dad because he hasn't stepped up and, and did anything. And I'm praying that she doesn't turn into or become a um, an, angry, an angry adult, you know? I want her to, for, for, uh, to move on and let's live this life. 
You know, let's be happy. You know, that's that's all we got. You know, you walking around with anger, and this person is gonna pass away, and you're gonna be like, "But I, I, I thought I had time." See, a lot of people. That's the that's the one thing they always say. They always say. They always you know come with, "But well, I thought I had time." No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You think my Clay? You think Myra's mother, father, her parental units? She always called him. Her mother and father, you think they were ready for her? You think that they would? They would? You think they went to bed that the night the night before she passed and got that phone call the next morning? That they baby, they only baby. She was, she was only kid, a child. You think she? They got they were they ready for that call? No. You think my cut my classmate Alyssa? You think she was ready for that phone call for her brother? No. My other classmate Rachel forgot about her, her brother Michael. Um, and we all went to school together We're classmates And you think she was ready For that phone call No You think they were ready For that No We're not ready It's not We don't know So here's the deal Squash whatever beef You got going on Right No matter how much You mad at your mother No matter how much You mad at your father And square up You know Because you only get one set Like and I remember when my, And I'm gonna get out of here I know I've been saying that. I'm gonna get out of here though um, I remember when my mom passed, and I spoke at my mom's funeral. I had I gave remarks. My brother and I, well, I did because he uh, was upset, too upset to do anything. But um, and I tell people all the time, there is nothing in this world. Now I'm from the south, so in the south we we bury folk <laughs> down there. We put them in the caskets. Excuse <coughs> me. We bury them six feet and, and that's it, right? A lot of people don't do that. They don't bury people. They'll like my my wife's family, they um they cremate, which is just fine. You know what I'm saying? That's how you choose, you know. But in the South we bury folk. And so I remember uh again if you've heard the origin, you know the story, but um I remember when uh, we did the first Pass when they, we first got to the funeral home. My mom was in the front of the church, and casket was open, and people would come in and go take a do a walk around and view the body for the last time. And um, you know that was hard. <laughs> that, I, you know that was hard. And so once everybody, once the procession was uh, had ended, um, you know they had the funeral open. You know, I had the casket open during the eulogies and stuff, you know, and, you know, it, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching my mom, you know, laying <laughs> lying in this casket. I'm like, I'm never going to see my mom no more. You know, I'm never going to see her smile. <laughs> I'm never going to hear her laugh anymore, any of that, you know. And um, they got to the end of the, 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 the eulogy part, and then they closed and locked her casket. <laughs> when I think about it now, it still chokes me up a little bit because there's nothing, and I do mean nothing, more. There is nothing that is more final. Nothing. Not a sound, not an action. None, there's no nothing more daunting then to hear the casket close, the casket door close on someone you love. 
There's nothing. And when they closed it, and it was just, I lost it. I never forget it. I, I, I lost, I lost all of my marbles that day. I, and I was just like, I can't, you know. So it's important for us to be grateful for what we have in this time, because it's so uncertain. Somebody could go to bed tonight and not wake up tomorrow. I could go to bed tonight and not wake up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be grateful for every day that I have. You know? But do that for me. But most importantly, do it for you. All right? I'm out of here. Until next time, have a great one. Thank you for listening. I hope I didn't fry your brain too bad. Come back through and give me another chance. You can listen on all platforms and visit us at knuckleheadchroniclespodcast.podbean.com. Until next time, in the words of the incomparable Jerry Springer, take care of yourself and each other.